0: Hey, welcome to the Grey Area podcast. My name is Jason and this is an excerpt of my weekly WFMU radio program, Talks Cheap. Back in September, I hosted a special program featuring guest Jonathan Ward, the collector, researcher and writer behind Excavated Shellac. ExcavatedShellac.com, it's an incredible online resource for folkloric and vernacular music from all around the world offering free digitized 78 rpm recordings archived as well over at freemusicarchive.org. And Excavage Lack has recently become begun, begun uh, curating compilations for the Dust to Digital label, including last year's Strings LP, and On Deck coming out October twenty-fifth is Opika Pende, Africa at 78 RPM, a four-disc box set. We're gonna hear some selections from that worldwide debut in fact of these selections. And uh Jonathan's also brought a lot of 78s that are so rare you can't even hear them over at his website, excavated shellac.com. Uh, they're just from his personal collection for now and presented specially for you in this podcast. And if you like what you hear off the Opika Pende box set, you'll be able to pick up a copy at the WFMU Record Fair, which is coming up October 28th, 29th, and 30th at the Metropolitan. Pavilion in Manhattan, to Digital, has a table at the fair this year. Info about the Record Fair can be found at wfmu.org slash recfair. And this year we're trying out something very new and very exciting. It's the Radio Vision Festival, sitting above the Record Fair on the fifth floor, a lot smaller capacity, um, but three great days of uh, festival conference style programming starting with a presentation performance from Joe Frank on Friday unfortunately that is sold out on Saturday though you can still sign up to uh, check out panels including origin stories from Ira Glass Mark Marin, and Tom Sharpling uh, there's a great panel about how to pay for digital, com- uh, for digital content featuring Yancy from Kickstarter, Yancy Strickler. That's moderated by the musician Rebecca Gates, who's also taking part in the Great Future of Music Coalition Artist Revenue Streams Project. And there will be a panel on the future featuring our own Ken Friedman. Presentations from the likes of Kenny G. Not that Kenny G. WFMU's Kenneth Goldsmith from UbuWeb. DJ Rupture will be there presenting as well. Vicki Bennett, a.k.a. People Like Us, and we'll have the Mayor of Iceland in the house, Brooke Gladstone from On The Media. Yeah, it's going to be going to be a really exciting day, October 29th at the Radio Vision Festival, and then on the 30th, we've got the Reinventing Radio Pack Day with the Free Music Archive, Ziga, which is an open-source HTML5 platform for... New forms of digital storytelling and interactive documentaries, and the Echonest, the Music Intelligence API. Uh, They've been called the most important music company on the planet for good reason because they basically do the type of complex music analysis that Pandora does uh, automatically with computers, machine learning. They crawl the internet, learn what people are saying about every single artist, and then they digitally analyze um, every file that that they have access to. They've recently ingested the entire Free Music Archive catalog, 40,000 tracks. So that's uh, really exciting news for everyone involved in the Free Music Archive project. It means that people are going to be able to query the Free Music Archive using Echo Nest API calls. So you could say, hey, Free Music Archive, what are the hottest artists according to Echo Nest's hotness algorithm? Or uh, give me some music that sounds like Radiohead but is Creative Commons licensed. A lot of a lot of cool potential for search, personalization, visualization, and interactive music applications. So Echo Nest, Ziga, and the Free Music Archive will be presenting October 30th at the Metropolitan Pavilion, part of the Radio Vision Festival. Learn more and get tickets, because tickets are going fast over at radiovision.wfmu.org. And uh, yeah, without further ado... Let's get into the special guest set from Jonathan Ward of Excavated Shellac. off of Opikapende, Pende, a new box set from Dust to Digital curated by Jonathan Ward of Excavated Shellac. And Jonathan is here with me right now. Uh welcome welcome to WFMU.
1: Thanks. It's great to be here.
0: It's uh yeah, yeah, it's, it's all the way here from, from the West Coast on a trip that included a stop in up in Boston
1: and uh well what what did we hear from this That was a piece from Cameroon from the early nineteen fifties. Uh, is, the artist is Mbangwe Dibue, and the title is uh, Tu Nja Tengene Eli, which, from what I understand, means whoever is against Eli, and with Eli being love. So it's sort of a uh, a song. It's a love song about uh, people should be in love. They should love each other, basically. Kind of a simple message. Oh, well,
0: I, I like that. And uh, this is one of, like... Uh, a hundred tracks on this for on the box set, set yeah box set. there's a
1: hundred uh, separate 78 separate tracks in there from all around Africa um, I'm pretty sure that um, all of them are unreleased or if they were released at one point it, it was long ago um, yeah it, that's, that's basically it it comes with a, a lot of nice amateur photography from the era that I've been able to find and um, you know worked with dusty digital for a good uh, three and a half years on the project actually they contacted me in uh, 2007 after I had started the website and asked if I had any ideas and I thought it would be interesting to do a pan-african set that included music from all areas of Africa including Egypt and North Africa and and, and everywhere that you could possibly. Uh, go you know without um you know with you know within the realms of what was recorded on 78 and what i had in my collection and was yeah. able to find so and uh being typical typical of to digital they said yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're uh great with with big projects and understand that kind of uh effort yeah yeah it's a really fantastic label and
0: uh I guess uh, so, so. You started the blog in two thousand seven.
1: Yeah, I started in six. Two thousand seven, and I was just really I started it as a as a means to deal with my own collecting obsession, I suppose. What What is your collection like? I mean, well, it's different than what's on the website. I mean, that's really just a little bit of it, and I, and I don't so necessarily put my my crown jewels on there. It's really I, I post records on there that I like to write about. Uh, and then I find interesting and in one for one reason or another and uh, when I started it I had time to post weekly so a different 78 from around the world um, that I'd write about uh, once a week and after some time i I decided to uh, go down to once a month and just do longer uh, pieces I, I kind of have a less is more feeling about music blogs i'm i'm I, I don't have the capacity to Download, download 47 albums and, and, and at once. I just feel like you could, you could really talk about three minutes of music um, for a really long time and sort of ruminate on it and think about its history and, and, and enjoy it over and over again rather than sort of this um, overload of, of whole album downloads I don't know I mean I think it's maybe a, the music da- music blog downloading thing is maybe that's drawing down but it was at such a peak in 2008 2009 it seemed that uh it was it was incredible
0: yeah well it's a, it's a really refreshing approach to have oh, have so much context because this music you know really needs the context and it's uh yeah to really be able to focus on on uh you know one one song at a time and uh Especially in this, yeah, in the world where people are posting entire albums, and which is which is awesome. I mean, it, it that's is great. great. You know, I but it's, it's more yet. than any anyone can even listen to, right? And uh, I think that it's that kind of curated aspect that, that really drew us to you for the Free Music Archive, where right. we went, we host uh, some of the Ex- excavated Shellac archives that aren't. Uh, well, you were using like Box. Something to, yeah, host, I mean, I, I have decisions.
1: some on my own web space, but you guys host the vast majority of tracks now for the free music archive project.
0: Here. Yeah, we're, we're we're honored to do that. And let's uh let's get into some more music here. What else sure. What else do we have queued up?
1: Well, uh, a couple more tracks from the box set, um, uh, a piece from South Africa, which is which is a guitar piece. Actually, this is uh, uh from the late 60s, actually, and they were still pressing 78s well into the late 60s in right. South Africa that's a, that's a
0: really fascinating thing about this This box set, it's like 1909 Through the late 60s Yeah <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Well, I mean, to be fair You know, many countries had switched over To the 45 uh, By that time, of course But there were still certain areas where 78s were thriving well into the late 60s hmm. And after that I have a piece from Western Kenya all right, it's uh,
0: I'm thinking of the before Banga compilations that we have here in the library.
1: Oh yes, here. by John Storm Roberts. Yeah. yeah. Well, those are terrific, amazing, amazing guy, amazing work, amazing collection. Quite an inspiration.
0: Well, we're we're very very happy to have you with us, Jonathan Ward of Chillac and we'll get into more music from the Opika Pende box set right now here on WFMU. <laughs>
2: O <laughs> dio Some shaven, some shaven, shaven, no shaven, no shaven, no shaven, shaven, shaven,
0: listening to music from the forthcoming Opika Pende 4 CD box set from Dust to Digital, Africa at 78 RPM, over 100 tracks, and uh, curated by Jonathan Ward of Excavated Shellac, who's here. Hi, Jonathan. Hello. And that was a track from, from Kenya. Can you tell us a little bit more about, about those two tracks that, w- that we yeah, heard?
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that track is a, a, a type of music from Western Kenya called Orutu music, and it's uh, played on a one-string fiddle of the same name, and uh, that was released in the 50s on a really teeny label originally called Tom Tom, which is from uh, uh, East Africa and, and pressed in uh, Kampala, Uganda, um, by the Opal Gramophone Company originally, which was run by a, an auto magnate from Europe, Um Wow, Just, uh, there were lots of incredible, very short-lived independent labels after World War II, all across uh, wh- Sub-Saharan Africa. Where where did these labels come from? And it, I mean, do they all have um, some kind of like European? The, no, not necessarily. I mean, a lot of them were, were. Some of them had to be pressed in Europe, but a lot of them were actually pre- once uh, pressing plants were open, were opened and 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 started in Sub-Saharan Africa. They were pressed there very frequently. So when when a 78 rpm record like like this one is is pressed, how many copies would they would That's be a really good question. There's who's, who's the audience? The audiences are the local people from that area mm-hmm. that was meant to be sold and listened to by them. Um in terms of how many it's never never exported as vi- well, some were, I think, to a diaspora, but mm-hmm. I you know Not as many. I mean, I think you very often find West African 78s in England. uh, There is a significant West African population there. And, you know, whereas maybe East African records you might find elsewhere. I mean, it depends. And in terms of numbers sold, there isn't a lot of data that I was able to find. Um, uh, I talk about a small label from Freetown, uh, Sierra Leone, uh, in the box set. Uh, called Bassophone, and there is some information published about their sales. They only issued about 278s in the fifties, and some of them were pressed in numbers as low as fifty Wow um, so you know it's it's a gray area yeah and and where where do you find I oh mean, an international cadre of <laughs> oh. is there there's like an underground Kind of seventy-eight um, RPM collector no, I mean, it's, network. It's, or? Y- there is actually, yeah, yeah, there is definitely. It, it's not that underground, though. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really just collectors, you know, trading, selling. Um, you know, collecting is not that difficult. I mean, anyone out there could start collecting these right now. All it takes is determination and a bank account. <laughs> you know, collectors get a lot of praise for curation and releases and things like that, but really, it it's it's not kind of dedication it's dedication yeah yeah and that and and a personal drive and an obsession i mean that definitely helps but in terms of skill you know i'm not i'm not sure (laughs) i'm not sure how much
0: it really takes i think in in providing the context and the amount of research that you you told me once that's where things change exactly that's that's kind of where you know you're taking it to another level by
1: by writing a 100 page book to go along with with uh, well, I mean, music, you know, it, it it deserves at least that, yeah. You know, and uh, and and the hundred tracks are really, you know, mm-hmm. my take, my sort of idiosyncratic take on on what I have and a way to uh, showcase variety, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, in a way that I hope hasn't been done before, you know. Um, yeah, to Dust, Digital, very
0: unique packaging with the with the. So it looks like there's actually several sets of books. I need to flip through this a bit more because <laughs> this is this is uh, Opika Pende is going to be released in October, like mid October, right?
1: Uh, yes, yes. So October twenty fifth is the street day. And this is uh, this is your only copy at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they're on a on a ship right now.
0: Um, we had we had Brian in the UK commenting, asking, "Is this going to be available in the UK?"
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Th- through Dust to Digital, mm-hmm. or? great.
0: Um, and and yeah, so so we heard uh, the track from from Kenya, and then uh, track from South Africa
1: before that. Yes, that was a late '60s guitar track, and you know I wanted to play that because I first uh, discovered that type of music, really through Pat Conti on his radio show oh. on WFMU Secret Museum. And his and his CDs, which were, you know, huge inspiration to me, just as a music listener. And that style of playing is a uh, ukupiku style, which was invented really sort of in the in the late forties, early fifties, I believe, by a man named John Bengu. And it's is his particular style of playing, which was then taken up by many other guitar players. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guitar player's name is Orbert Nentambo Zake, and uh, the title is Nongkanka Lishonile. Again, I'm probably massacring names and pronunciations, but I did have this song translated, and it's a song about the perils of the clay pot. You'll hear him repeat the word udio in the song, and udio is the clay pot, which, is, which is, means drinking alcohol. So it's sort uh-huh. of an anti-drinking song. The perils of yeah. the clay pot. Yeah. Can all, can all relate to that. Sure. <laughs>
0: um... And, oh, in the background, I should mention if anybody's wondering, this is, this is not this is actually the sound of uh, file undertoner who took some of the the grooves at the ends of records and turned them into a release that is in the public domain. <laughs> um, yeah, making making for some scratchy ambience here. Well, that's that's great that you're inspired by uh, Pat Conti and, and the Secret Museum. Series and, and radio program. There's actually a few secret museum radio shows that mm-hmm. are available streaming through the WFMU website,
1: um, and you'll hear. I believe you will hear a John Bengu track on one of them. For very sure. cool. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, oh, I wanted to to talk a little bit more about Dust to Digital because it's, it's such a cool label, and they they have accommodated. You know, they're not. They're not like making, this incredible release that you have fit into some sort of uh predetermined format they seem very open to different types of formats
1: that really do do justice to the music especially these archival recordings um Mm -hmm. yeah there there there's one thing i mean you know i worked with a designer uh debbie byrne in oakland uh really closely along with lance and april the the owners of the company and who run the company. I mean, we all worked really tightly. And they also have an engineer named Michael Graves who I, you know, we all worked very closely with him to, you know, as, as, he, as he mixed and, and mastered and cleaned up the tracks. Uh, my job really was just to provide the best transfers that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he took it to town. So how how do you go about transferring a uh, 78 because I it can I, get complicated. I mean there's many different ways to do it. I mean you can just do it the rough and you know rough and tumble rough. way and just record it very simply, but I follow directions that the engineer gives me mm-hmm. and I have a variety of different 78 needles and a and a and a preamp that will, you know, um sort of uh, uh carefully um what's the word sort of um Accentuate the frequencies that are actually in 78s that a normal preamp would not, hmm. particularly as 78s changed throughout years and going going from acoustic to electric uh, recording. There's a, you know, the the you know, if you ever heard a record that's 100 years old, I mean the the sonic range of that is very narrow. And, and then by the late 20s, you have sort of vibrant electrically recorded. Uh, music and it, it sounds it's a it's a light years of difference you know hmm. you can get some pretty incredible recordings on that medium uh depending on the pressing and, and depending on how you transfer it and and how you master it but i mean you can get some beautiful stuff
0: and i mean when i think of a 78 rpm record i think of uh well there, there's uh there are definitely few programs at fmu over the years that have played them oh yeah um but I don't think of 78s lasting up until the 60s.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did in India as well. I really? Mean, oh, yeah, till 1970. They were still doing 78s in India. Um, I think for a variety of reasons, but one reason would be that a lot of people were still using uh, gramophone players that operated without electricity. Ah. And, um, and that was still a preferred medium for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Columbia, you know, those early cumbia, or not early, but uh, those later cumbia records, you know, on discos fuentes, and and uh, that, those are all a lot of those andina uh, tropical, all those labels, cumbia labels. They were pressing seventy eights in the sixties. Hmm. Um, not everywhere, but in certain areas, they still were for sure. You know.
0: Do you do you also collect other, you know, other formats? <laughs> you must you yeah, must have a pretty. I mean,
1: I, i i have for years but not really anymore i mean it You've really Zeroed I'm, in I yes you know I mean it's you know sometimes it's good just to have one <laughs> obsession and not like 40 mm-hmm. uh, because you know it's a it's a wallet draining affair and um, and it keeps you focused and you know that kind of thing so <laughs> pretty much just as a collector I, I, as a listener I listen to everything but as a collector, I mainly collect 78.
0: Yeah, and I was I was so excited when we were uh, making making plans to do this radio show. You asked me, hey, do you think? I know it's it's maybe not what people are expecting exactly, but do you think people would be into some some free jazz on 78? <laughs>
1: no. I well, was I was like,
0: w- of course, this is WFMU. I was <laughs> being flip, but
1: uh, <laughs> I put together. A, there there is one track, the, the final track in this next set of of music is is a pretty Particularly wild solo on the on the Indian instrument the Nadaswaram. Oh, right. uh, it's mostly played in, in in sort of processional music, in two in pairs. Mm-hmm. Usually, you hear two playing at the That's same a, time. Like, long, it's very ma- long. Nasal. It's longer than a Chennai which is sort of the shorter reed instrument. It has a very similar sound. The Nadaswaram is longer, mm-hmm. except from South India, and uh, and this particular one just really gets me. The the player just takes it to the next level. Sure, it's within specific Indian musical modes, but he's just—he's tearing it up. Oh well,
0: this this is going to be a great set. So, uh, the we're, we'll hear a few few songs, and the first one uh, is going to be actually off of Strings, right? Which right, is right, uh, the first compilation from Dusty Digital that that you you curated uh, mm-hmm. actually on their uh, parlor parlor tone parlor tone vinyl arm right of yes Dust to digital so how did that how did that come about
1: uh, well yeah we thought that it would be fun to do an excavated shellac sort of um, yeah curated lp series and uh, we've only done one so far and then we moved right to the africa thing was always on the burner so we wanted to finish that and so uh, that the africa thing was was your first idea pretty much yeah and, the, yeah. and you're like
0: well i can also P- sure, and, and then Dust
1: Digital wanted to start an LP series, and so I worked with uh, Rob Millis from Climax Golden Twins, and he also did a a, a, when he, a, a release called Victrola Favorites on, on Dust to Digital, and we worked really closely on the, on the strings project, and um, it was fun. It's just 14 tracks that feature string instruments from around the world that I just happen to think are terrific performances. And that's a, actually, that's one of the cuts. We're, the, the cut we're going to start with is from India, by uh, uh, Balachander, a, a Vena player.
0: All right. Well, let's, let's hear it now. This is uh, WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, worldwide on the World Wide Web at WFMU.org. And uh, my guest is Jonathan Ward from Excavated Shellac, excavatedshellac.com, and this great release from oh, Dust to Digital. He's got a new release on the way, Opika Penday Africa at 78 RPM. But this is from the uh, Strings release string music from around the world.
3: Maria Baba, Mada, Dada, 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 Ma ba ma ba ma ba ma ba ba da ga. Da di 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 da da i i i I'm
4: One
0: Getting a little ahead of ourselves here on a preview preview of, of what's to come on this special uh, episode of, of Talks Sheep here on WFMU. Jason joined by Jonathan Ward of Excaved lack and we heard three songs from India. So what, what did we hear there in that last set that was the... Not, the Nar- nataswaram nataswaram
1: yeah that was uh, a piece by uh, t n Rajarathanam pillai who was a very famous nataswaram player he died in 1956 and uh, that was its piece raga alapana todi and it was on from the early 1930s and you know, we discussed the nataswaram a little bit yeah, um, yeah before that was a piece by a very famous Carnatic vocalist from South India, Samangudi Srinivasa Iyer. Um, Again, early 1930s. He was born in 1908 so he would have been oh, in his 20s when he did this recording. Yeah, Mm. still. And um, just some pieces from the collection that I I like to listen to.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing them with us. And then we started off with the the track uh, that you can you can find on the dust Digital's Parlor Tone imprint. They released vinyl. The vinyl arm of dusted Digital excavated shellac's first actual release. The strings release guitar, oud, tar, violin, and more from the 78 RPM era. In this this uh, track, what any, anything in particular about the track that we heard?
1: Well, it was just a, another example of a, a South Indian piece on the on the vina instrument, which is really a, a beautiful instrument. Balachandar um, actually had a, a pretty strong career in the in the LP era and did like electric vina records and whatnot. He was sort of criticized with by the conservative set for really? doing things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, I mean he was he was a showman. You know, so I just I put together three tracks by real, <laughs> real showmen in, <laughs> in the South Indian uh, pantheon, I guess. Hey, it's a it's a radio show. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and you know, so many of these pieces were extremely long, and they were ex- incredibly condensed for the seventy-eight medium. So you really do get a lot of, of uh, more bang for your buck sometimes in terms of crazy performances where they're really trying to cram in. Their best abilities into a three-minute uh, uh, record side. You yeah, know? Um, yeah.
0: How mu- how much time can fit on a seventy-eight?
1: Well, you know? a ten-inch, you know, you know, it varies, but three and a half minutes maximum, really, around yeah. that. Um, and there are twelve inches, of course, and that can fit, you know, another minute or so. But um, yeah, that's about it.
0: Well, we we were talking a little bit off mic, you know, about kind of the the feedback and how i guess starting off in the blogosphere it's kind of people people putting their you know making making their own sort of codes of the blogosphere about Mm -hmm. well i mean obviously i think that what you're doing is very very important work and it's preserving these recordings that people would not otherwise have a means of of uh of accessing if it wasn't for xveglax website um you know, other blogs like post entire commercially available albums for free. Like, I sure. don't think that's quite so cool. Um, but I was wondering if you ever, you know, if you get feedback from people like saying, oh, you got you know, to
1: take this down or... No, no, I never have. I've never gotten any problem. No, instead, I mean, I've gotten, you know, there's people who follow the website regularly and the, that's just awesome and I depend on them and, and I, I depend on their... Comments, uh, if they comments, I think if they comment. But a um, uh, couple things that have happened that have been interesting, and that you know, family members searching for you know, uh, uh, or their relatives have actually found some people uh, who are 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 on the website on songs, and they're really interested in knowing more about their grand great grandfather who was a musician, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's really
0: incredible. Um, that that's happened actually for some of the xBh lack recordings that are on the Free Music Archive. There's a, a Urbano Zafra? hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, a Filipino guitar player who uh, ended up actually being sort of a politician um, who just issued two records on guitar on the Columbia label in I forget what year. It was like 1929 or 30. And, um, and his, his, his various different sides of his family found each other on the website and began communicating. Oh, that's which amazing. Is fan- I mean, that's what it's for, you know. I mean, I think the downside of that, if, if there is one, is that um, th- so many people download and nobody really participates. I'm not actually convinced that the blog format is a participatory format hmm. at all. I don't know. I'm not even sure if it, it encourages that. I think maybe what it just encourages is to get stuff for free.
0: Yeah, you know, that's something that I think about with the Free Music Archive a lot. I know that there's, you know, every, every day, like, t- so so many people accessing the site, and I see, mm-hmm. you know, 50,000 downloads or something over the course right. of... But how, how many people are actually commenting or uh, giving something back? It's actually a pretty small small percentage, I'm although... I'm
1: not sure if we should expect to get anything back.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, that's a uh, that's a that's a question. Because I wonder. I'm not I wonder sure the
1: medium. In, like I said, I'm not sure the medium really. Uh, maybe you know, it's I guess fairly new, but I'm not sure if it encourages more than hey, man, thanks, awesome, which is great. You know, that's terrific. I mean, in a way, that validates what you're doing. Yeah. But it's rare that you get hey, let's discuss this aspect of this a little bit more deeply. No, it's, it's uncommon. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, I it's wonder. Really,
1: the dedicated.
0: I wonder what uh what some of the WFMU playlist commenters have to say about that issue. The yeah, I mean,
1: I, <laughs> see, I don't get that or, kind or of comment the, or the people who lurk on it. You comment. have you have live commenting, which is really cool. Yeah. Um whereas me, I mean, I'd be lucky if I get comments now, even even if I get a ton of downloads, you it, know.
0: It could be the live aspect of the playlist yeah, comments because absolutely. we occasionally people will comment after a show. I know that people listen to shows after they've aired because they're mm-hmm. archived and yeah. you know, we have we have stats. We know people are listening but Barely anybody actually comments if it's not live. I think that yeah. that might be part of it.
1: I'm sure it is, yeah. Um, but, hey, I'm thankful for anything, literally anything. I, I mean, I, when I started Excavated Shellac, I had no idea that people would actually listen or care or even find it. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to do something that was a way for me to deal with the mental health issues of... <laughs> being an obsessive collector which are not always pretty You need an outlet. Absolutely <laughs> and if anything it would to get me to like write more or communicate with people more and the great thing about it is that very quickly within the first three or four months there really were, uh, there was a lot of participation and I met people who I'm still close with and friends with now you know, through that so in that aspect it really, but you know a lot of people just contacted me off off the website and say hey you know, and then you know people I work with at Dusted Digital uh, other people, p- other people's projects that I've helped on, I mean Steve Roden's project that's out on Dusted Digital now and you know which, uh, which release is that? Um, oh god, I don't want to mangle the title oh, <laughs> I, can, I can pull up the, the website it's, com- it's one of the most beautiful things uh, you'll see, it's so beautiful, but it's a two disc set I did the transfers for a bunch of it and um, it's just terrific um
0: yeah, dust d- <laughs> to digital. I'm, I, I, I'm not sure if I have their latest catalog.
1: Well, right here. There there's looking. also some other projects um, on the Parlor Tone label. Uh, David Murray did the Look Tung LP of Thai 78s. Oh yeah, and he and, has um, he has an incredible blog himself. Haji Maji, yeah, yeah, and that I, th- I think you tipped me off to. He has an amazing collection of Asian seventy-eights in general. I would say, like, really just mind-blowing yeah in scope you know and and you know incredibly difficult to find he's worked really hard to find them so it's, it's terrific you know there's lots of stuff happening actually yeah
0: and it's uh i mean through the kind of i think i think you link to some of the other some of the peers in in this I'll take a look at the the dusty digital site
1: uh you've got the link for resources yeah, that's a, that's a long oh list my God, of, yeah, of in-print CDs <laughs> that are sort of divided by country. Um, it's I haven't updated it in a month or so, and I'm sure it needs It, it only some has
0: some like work. a million entries.
1: Right. I mean, there's a lot of, of work that's been done, and, and, you know, but that is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, that's barely the tip of the iceberg when you're talking about the vast amount of recordings that were issued.
0: Yeah. And you know i see a link on here to the 365 days project
1: oh yeah yeah i did some work with otis fodder on that for wfmu i contributed some crazy records for that yeah
0: yeah what what was the idea behind that project exactly it's just well, like it wasn't my project a, a day's I... worth yeah so otis otis fodder and uh
1: every day post a different just bizarre recording
0: yeah it's this idea you get you get 365 or so i think maybe people did it multiple posts in some cases but Mm -hmm. every day somebody's putting a lot of thought into the into the you know otherwise unavailable uh music that they're that they're sharing and it's very strange very strange stuff Mm -hmm. an emphasis on the strange yep but uh yeah such such a cool project um so so you've actually been sort of because that those those posts appeared on the FMU blog, and they're mirrored, I think, on on UbuWeb. You've, mm-hmm. you've been involved in uh, WFMU, sort of years in years now.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, just in a tangential way, yeah. But yeah, uh, it's great, a lot of fun.
0: And at that point, had you, I guess, maybe you hadn't. I mean, what did you post for the three three sixty five days I,
1: project? I an outsider, a couple tracks by an outsider artist. I guess you could call him outsider artist, uh, Glen Neal on a on a homemade record that he did uh the bathrooms are coming an industrial musical uh, by the american standard corporation a few uh, mostly industrial musical related stuff which are you know corporate privately issued uh musicals by corporations uh used as motivational tools for their employees
0: that's that's hilarious i'm gonna track that town
1: (laughs) yeah they're you know (laughs) they're they're pretty out there all my fri- all my uh, seventy eight collectors friends think I'm absolutely bonkers for being int- remotely interested in that stuff. But <laughs> they're lost, man. <laughs> no, it sounds cool.
0: Um, well, well, what else? What else do you have for us? You brought you brought a bunch of great music. And yeah, I got that, some more.
1: Um, uh, uh, some three pieces from North Africa actually. Three seventy eights from North Africa, which I think are some fine performances. Okay. And uh, should,
0: we, should we get
1: into it right now? Sure. Do you
0: want to you introduce or we'll Well, well the first back. one is
1: by uh, Sheikh Saeed Relizani um, from Algeria, 1940. Uh, the title is Denhar Mabruk, which means blessed day.
0: All right. Well, let's get into blessed day and we'll be back with Jonathan Ward from XVAD Shellac uh, after some music from North Africa.
4: Swanat Polyphon, Sheikh Saeed Relizani.
5: طالرزه يا ابو ومرحبا بصحاب الايام دمت عطايا من حسن محمد وما اجلي ذكرهم تحديد تقوى لا لهذا حق <تصفيق> الرؤيا ظالمون منهم مقتاصد سابقوا ان قدر ازال يا اغدي جفء أمرني وأني هيا متقيء جنة غير بعيد الله ليال مأوى همها يا دا 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 يوم أطلع منكم تسلم إلا علم أن محمد فيكم ضعرو تخميم هي الغضب ضع شو
4: عينيك تكويت من شفر عينك <تصفيق> إكحل من التوت عينيك تكويت من شفر عينك حاجبك قوش مصواب رماي في وسط قلبي. نبكي والدمع سكاب تحركت ونشكي ربي صلت لي من داك باللار وقالت لي غني
6: تعيش يا
4: غني بصوتك الحنين ولا تشتاحي مني غني بصوتك الحنين ولا تشتاحي مني برسمو سويفه والثالثه امي برسمو سويفه والثالثه امي
0: and you've been listening to Talks Cheap on WFMU. Jason joined by Jonathan Ward of Excavated Shellac. We heard three tracks from uh, northern, northern Africa there, that last one from Tunisia.
1: Yeah, that was Ra- Raoul Journo, who's a really well-known uh, Jewish-Tunisian singer. Uh, that was from 1938. A Jewish-Tunisian singer? Yeah, there's some really incredible um, North African Jewish recordings. Wow. Um, this is something I know nothing about. The, the title is Tekelemit Kalemtin, which I think roughly translates to I spoke two words. And, uh, yeah, 1938, and, it, yeah, he was part of sort of the Arab-Andalusian tradition of music, and...
0: Uh, yeah, it's got that,
1: I guess, the An- Andalusian fusion of, of uh, Jewish traditions, mm-hmm. and... Yep, and the song before that was from Morocco by uh, another f- a famous Jewish Moroccan singer, uh, Zohra el Fassiya, and the title of that was Erad, which means the thunder, uh. and that's from... I think that's from about 1939, actually. those were some of her very first recordings. She died in 1994 in Israel and had a very long career as a, as a singer. And then, uh, and then that first track was from Algeria by Sheikh Saeed Relizani, 1940. The sort of Oran style, which sort of eventually became Rai in the 50s, Uh, when women were singing that same style as well. It's sort of a Bedouin style from West Algeria. The two flutes and the singer, or a single flute and the singer and the drum. Sort Hmm. of that rhythmic speak singing. But that eventually turned into rye music.
0: Yeah, rye to me, I I guess I don't totally understand what makes rye rye. (laughs) Well, especially
1: now, because it just sounds like pop. Yeah, I mean to me anyway. So slick, it's like I can't. Yeah, these days, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, a good place to start would be uh, Sheikha Ramiti. She had a really long career, and you can get CDs of her. And she sang the old style of Rai, and she was recording in the fifties. fifties I have seventy eights by her. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, long, incredible, important career, important artist from Algeria.
0: And, and are any of those 78s up on XvH lacquer Are they're also no, available? In, available in other formats?
1: Uh, no, I don't believe so. Uh, there was a, a, a long out of print CD that I believe has a track or two from her from France, and it was, um, I think it was uh, female Rye singers from the fifties, and she's on there. Ah, that sounds cool. And how do you how do you spell? Maybe I'll I'll just
0: type this out if anybody wants to do their own research. Remiti,
1: R E M. Yeah. I T T I And uh what was her first name? Uh Sheikha, she's just known as Sheikha Remiti.
0: Okay. And uh and, and the, the I'm I'm very intrigued by the uh other other two artists in that set were both mm-hmm. Jewish north african musicians
1: yeah and on the box set there's a number of jewish north african i there's a track by El sia on there a track by us uh, Sassi, sassy who was another jewish algerian singer sang in that same tradition and then uh sheikh zuzu who uh was very old when he recorded in 1938 for the french polyphone label i gosh he was born in the 1860s i mean so you're really hearing a style of music that hadn't changed all that much and was still going strong at that period, you know? Wow. Well. He was also a blind singer. I mean, yeah, I mean, just some really amazingly beautiful recordings that otherwise are unavailable. There are some Shake Zuzu recordings available both on Pat Conti's Secret Museum CD series and also on a uh, record um, on Buddha Music that features uh, North African 78s. It's oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I believe that's still in print. I can't remember the name, but it. it's, I think, uh, Algerian Panorama, I think it's put in French. But you can find it on the resources page of my website, and uh, terrific stuff, really amazing music.
0: And, yeah, thank you, uh, jo- Jonathan Ward of Excavated If you haven't checked out the website, com, it's a incredible resource for, well, actually... I, pretty much everything that we're hearing today is is not on the website um, we've heard a few tracks you know, well mostly tracks from from Jonathan's own personal 78 RPM collection and then a few tracks that are available on uh, well one from Strings which was a release of string music from around the world from Parlor Tone, the Dust to Digital label's vinyl arm and we've heard three tracks so far from Opika Pende, Africa at 78 RPM which is coming out next month on Dusted Digital, and uh, and we've got more more music from your collection to hear in this next set. What what do yeah, we got? A little grab
1: bag, um, Albania, Kyrgyzstan, and North Korea. Some 78s from there. All right, and uh, what are we on number number ten
7: here?
0: Mm-hmm. All right, you're listening to WFMU.
8: She can't be
9: After you run a I'm динесин ээ чаптам апара чынгана мен мен таптам ар <ekaan> Gurbum yaşağum I'm not sure bunu gel yiğil
0: Free form here with the guest DJ set from Jonathan Ward of Excavated Shellac closing out with music from North Korea. 1947?
1: Yeah, not a lot of North Korean records out there, it's particularly of folk music. Um, that's by uh, a folk artist named An Ki Ok and accompanied by Kin Yin Kwa. Songs Django Chum, recorded about 1947 or released about 1947, I know that much. Um, it's Gaia Gum music, and um, Anki Ak is playing the Gaia Gum, which is the plucked zither okay. of North Korea, and then it has the uh, little reed instrument, the uh, piri, and uh, yeah. That's is that is a music for dance, or...? Yes, that is. yeah, ah. that, that piece is actually for dance, yeah. And the uh, piece before that from Kyrgyzstan, the artist is Miskala Morkanova, and the title is Oilo Sen, and she's playing the Komuz, which is... Um, fretless uh, sort of lute from Kyrgyzstan. It's very similar to other instruments of that region like the Dombra from Kazakhstan very similar fretless sort of sound and that's from about 1954. And then the first piece from Albania um, Rizaja and Islami are the artists. Lashe Kolonja I believe is the way to say the title, probably incorrect on my part, but I was recorded actually in Turkey in about 1928, 1929, and Albanian music is pretty incredible. The folk songs and the folk music from out of that area, is, from out, out of that country, is unbelievable, really. Just varied, peculiar, interesting, and uh, wonderful to listen to. I'm thinking of, uh,
0: oh yeah, I'm thinking of uh, another blind blind folk singer. I don't know if he was from Albania though. I don't know. <laughs> I I rely on resources like ex to figure out you know about about all of uh,
1: I rely on a lot of people to help me out. I mean this is yeah. you know, I mean you yeah. have people translating, helping Well, I uh, yeah, I mean I, I have to ask. I mean I can only ask so much without paying, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, luckily I had a lot of help with the OP Capende box and with linguists and translators and friends and and I I was very dependent on that kind of assistance yeah and I le- ended up of course learning a lot from them and very generous with their time
0: yeah and you mentioned you know you're not uh, an ethnomusicologist in the no. in that sense but no. you're it's, it's kind of. Uh, no, I do
1: not have a degree in ethnomusicology, nor have I studied in other countries, which is what an ethnomusicologist. Would but do. this, uh, you
0: know, the amount of research that's gone into every post on XVH Black, every uh, every song—it's it's, uh, really a great, great service, and people people helping uh, feed the communal body of knowledge about this music that it really needs to be preserved. And uh, yeah, I'm, thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm so so psyched to right, get like get my hands on that Opika Capende box set. Uh, we'll hear another track from that in just a moment, but uh, let's get into some more gems from uh, your own personal collection.
1: Yeah, just a couple more, and then uh, a, a track from Madagascar, um, which is cool. sort of a hymn, actually, from the late 20s, and then a, a nice piece from Tahiti, and then... Uh, the last piece is from the box set, also in the Chui language, by very famous high life band EK's Band. And uh, that that track is titled Suro Onipa, which means be careful of people.
0: Be careful of people. All right, so some more music from Jonathan Ward of Excavage Halak's 78 RPM collection. And uh, we'll be back in, in just a little bit here on WFMU. <laughs>
10: i not 好啊
8: ¡Te
6: ríe, te mate, te
10: te
0: Tahiti there from Jonathan Ward of Exeggelex 78 rpm
1: collection. Um, what, what can you tell us about that? Uh, it was recorded in the mid 30s. Uh, the name of the group is uh, Tamari'i Tahiti. Uh, about 1936 thir- actually to be precise. And uh, the title is Hare Roa Roa and it's a it's an it's a uh, song of celebration, uh, you know, sort of an up tempo tahitian track recorded by the french and uh the track before that uh is a pretty early Malagasy recording uh re- also recorded by the french um it's a hymn actually but i, I like it um the the art <coughs> excuse me the artist is uh, ranaivo and his troupe who are really popular recorded a lot of 78s hmm. actually um and uh but the nasal style of harmonic singing by the by the women is really terrific the name of that is uh, that that is actually called angola that particular type of singing and it's it's uh revered in the sort of uh malagasy musical uh i guess the style really it's it's well known and documented in many of their operettas and and theatrical musics
0: and uh yeah people uh with questions there on the comments uh asking actually right before the the tahitian track cecile was asking if if you have any music from samoa or or um maori
1: yeah there, there's a maori piece on the on the blog from new zealand
0: um yeah mm mm-hmm. mhm
1: yeah there's a maori piece there um not a lot of traditional haka's and whatnot uh, were recorded on 78 on actually during that era There were some field recordings made um, And the same with um, Areas of um, the Dutch East Indies I mean uh, uh, it's mostly Music from Java And uh, you know Malaysia and uh, Sumatra I don't believe I have anything from Samoa Actually New hmm. Caledonia Fiji Tahiti I don't believe I have anything from Samoa
0: Um well, anybody, I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. And, uh, people should also, if you're interested in, in music from this area, check out these mysterious Tahitian field recordings that uh, the UCSB Cylinder Preservation Digitization Project just posted up at freemusicarchive.org, where you can find uh, Excavated Gelac archives from the blog, and uh, also, of course, excavatedchillac.com. And then we have this new release coming out next month for... Disc box set of music from throughout Africa from the 78 RPM era, which starts in at least in, for this uh, project goes back to the early 1900s through the 60s. And the the release is called Opika Pende, and we have one more from this, and then I, I guess we'll be we'll be saying goodbye mm-hmm. uh, to Jonathan Ward of Excavated Shellac. So what what is the last track that we're going to hear?
1: Well, it's a uh, yeah, it's by EK's band, and he he was. Um really one of the great Ghanaian high-life bands, uh, uh, band leaders. And, uh, as I mentioned, yeah, the title is "Suro Onipa, which means be careful of people. Be careful of people.
0: And, uh, yeah, so keep an eye out. dust to digital is going to be releasing this box set. And thank you so much, Jonathan, for stopping
1: by. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it.
0: And thanks for everybody for, for your insightful comments and, uh, and lending us your ears. This is Talks cheap on WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope Worldwide on the World Wide Web at WFMU.org. much for listening. This has been the WFMU podcast version of my weekly radio show. The radio show is called Talks Cheap. We have playlists up at WFMU.org slash playlists slash J-I. And uh, the podcast is called Gray Area. The website for that is WFMU.org slash playlists slash G-A for Gray Area. You can also check out my Free Music Archive profile at freemusicarchive.org slash member slash Jason. Oh, and hey, don't forget, October is shock and Awe here at WFMU. We've got a whole bunch of stuff going on, including a silent fundraiser that we can't talk about on the air, but if you would like to pledge to support my show, you can do that at WFMU.org slash playlist slash J-I. Um, more info about that is on the WFMU website, but basically you pick out shows that you want to support the specific shows when you make your pledge um, so yeah any any uh, anything you want to chip in doesn't go directly to me it goes to support the station and to keep uh, programming like this freeform, free form free year round I think I've already said too much about it uh, we've also got the WFMU record fair coming up October 28th, 29th, and 30th. Uh, dust digital is going to have a table at the Record Fair, and they're going to have a copy of the Pika Pende. Actually, separate copies of this Africa at 78 RPM four-day box set. Uh, upstairs from the Record Fair is going to be the Radio Vision Festival. You can find out more about that at radiovision.wfmu.org. Uh, we've got Friday night a live performance from Joe Frank. On Saturday the 29th, uh, all sorts of panels, including Ira Glass, Tom and Mark Marin, on a Radio Origins panel. A really interesting discussion going to be moderated by the musician Rebecca Gates, who's also involved in the Future of Music Coalition's Artist Revenue Streams project about uh, supporting digital art, supporting art in in the online environment. Nancy Strickler from Kickstarter is going to be chiming in on that. Um, we've also got somebody from the Converse Music Studio. Uh, it's going to be a great, great conversation. Whole bunch more info at radiovision.wfmu.org. But the thing I am maybe even most excited about is Sunday, October 30th. There's a Hack Day, reinventing radio. The Free Music Archive is going to be presenting our API. Echo Nest is going to be presenting their API. And Ziga. It's also uh, going to be presenting their open source platform for inventing new forms of storytelling and interactive documentaries. So you don't necessarily need to be a coder to take part, although the Echo Nest presentation on their music intelligence API is going to get into some really interesting projects for those who are into coding. And uh, they've recently um, ingested the Free Music Archive catalog, so there's a whole lot of really cool things that we can do with that, including, let's say you want to search the FMA for music that's similar to Radiohead, you can now do that, thanks to the FMA. Yeah, more info about that at radiovision.wfmu.org. Oh, and uh, how about this awesome background music, it's the song Flying P" from Daddy Scrabble, released on the thingy five-song EP under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license by Black Lantern Music. You can download it from freemusicarchive.org slash music slash scrabble. Let's hear the song out.